Hello there, good morning, welcome aboard our podcast listeners, our KO viewers. It's a, a round 19 of Get Em On Side, round number 19. I think we've got a slightly cranky Joel Kane today. No way, Jose. Oh, come on, Joel. You've been you've been morose ever since I got here. What's happened? Uh, I know what's happened. What's I, happened? Sean Ormerod will join us shortly as well, our trader. Mm. Joel, you know, if you're going to put ideas out there <laughs> on the podcast yeah. every five minutes, sometimes you're going to get smashed. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And and you put an idea out there, you, you're, in, you're in full just blown out, Brainstorm cane mode over the last couple of days. You're spitting out an idea every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Look, Dan, I I love it. I welcome it. I don't like being called a flog. To the bloke who called me a flog, I mean, seriously, go through my Twitter feed. I actually do not ever be negative towards anyone, Dan. It's not my go. You know, so for the person who called me a flog, I mean, hello, uh, mirror may be required. No, but I'm happy for people to just stand outside the crease and go whack. I think yes. it's great. Uh, but what I will say to this, and, and you know what, this brings me to a point. A lot of people in our little media game, Dan, we get very, very precious. This is not a Bambi, but just take note of this, right? Okay, here's a pie chart, which I'll show you in a moment. Do you know this, right? People who whinge and they start barking back saying, well, how many followers you got and all this sort of garbage. Guys, just relax. Um, people spend about 97% of their time, Dan, as you would, as I do, as people watching and listening to this do, we spend 97% of our time thinking about ourselves or those related to us. Is that a fair point? I'd go higher, but okay, let's yeah. go 97%. So 97%, which leaves a little slither here of about 3%, right? 3%. You know who's in that 3%, Dan? Mm. Donald Trump's in that 3%. Oprah Winfrey's in that 3%. So do you think people give a rats about you? Like people bagging me, bring it on, no problem. But the moment they've bagged me, Dan, they don't give a rat. <laughs> they don't give a rat. So for people who get so flustered about what people say or think about them, I'm sorry, but people just aren't thinking about you. Who gives a rat? Six all, to go play all on. All I said was you you brought up your stupid idea Yes. I'm, uh, of 7v10 and 8v9 wildcards. Wildcard. Okay, let, let's talk oh, this out what? really quickly. Yeah, okay. What do you not so like George about George Illawarra is going to be in the finals. No, they're not going to be in the finals. And the, What's Mediocrity. Your... Okay, so that's one of the um, retorts, so to speak. So just to repeat, my idea was this. The AFL and the AFL people yeah. at the time were most unhappy about the fact that they came out with the week off. And the idea for the week off prior to the finals commencing was that they could get the best players on the field fully fit. Yeah, because what was happening, round 22 or round yeah. 23 or whatever it was, the best players were being rested. And what happened almost immediately was Western Bulldogs come out and won the comp. People are up in arms about it. Since then, it's all balanced up. Top four teams are winning it every year. Mm. And the AFL people, whoever I speak to, love it, right? Yeah. The NFL do it before a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you, are you okay with teams having a week off prior to finals? Are you opposed to that? I'm not as opposed as others, but I don't love it. I don't, I don't, I don't like a week off with nothing on. No. I, don't, I don't like a week okay. off with nothing on. Now, okay. So now, now this is where you're going to say, mm. well, I've got an idea. I'll yep. put seven v ten and eight v nine. Now I can't be a hypocrite. Two weeks ago, I said I like, I like the old fifth place playoff, but yeah. it's only when the teams are tied at eight and nine that yeah. I, I would go and have a. I, I'd right. work the system around and have a playoff. Um, but now I'm not going to have team ten. Yeah. Who's team ten at the moment? Team 10 is seven wins and nine losses. Okay. Or, or seven, sorry, seven and 11. And you're going to allow them a chance. Mm. Here we go. Team 10, the Man Manly Seagulls. Oh, what a great example that is, Dan. Seven and 11. Yeah. And they're a chance to win the comp. Yeah. And they could have a, 
they could finish with a what a thirty three percent record, yeah, thirty five percent record, and you're letting them in the final. Yeah, I am. You know why, oh, mate? Because they've got that up. record without Tommy Turbo. All of a sudden, he comes back. Tommy's back. Oh, well, let's have a sixteen team finals yeah, then. No, but that's what people say. Kieran Foran will be suddenly available Dan, for the Bulldogs. There are a chance. Dan, it's still an eight team final series. This is not part of the finals. This is a wild card weekend. Why the best players are having a rest to give us the best players on the field for the finals. I'm sorry. What this is, Dan, you say you don't want mediocrity in. If Team 7 can't beat Team 10, why should they be in the bloody finals? That is mediocrity. you still got eight teams in the final. I'm not happy with 7 and 8 being in, Joel. But they, they just can't think of a system. But that's not changing any time soon, Dan. I get you. But I'm, I've conceded, right? All right, at least the top half get in. Okay. Right? I would rather, much rather a top six. But they can't come up with a system, a good system, which has enough games that would equal how many games we get nine games in, in, in a current final system under a six game final system. There's no system you can have, which gets you eight or nine games. That's right. So I get that. I'd rather six. I like the old top five. That's probably a little too punishing because some good teams finished sixth and seventh and missed out. Dan, I totally agree. I also prefer the top five, okay? But okay. we are in the business of, of um, entertainment. And if you had the Seven top... Seven V10's not entertaining. But Dan... If you had the top five, uh, do you know how many dead rubbers there would be far out from the finals? I'll get you. i get you. Do you I know understand. how the TV ratings would fare with the I top five? You. I get you. And you know what, Dan? It, it would what happened maybe Not one everything in a... is about great TV. I mm. mean, you could put a live execution on TV yeah. and it would get ratings. It doesn't yeah. mean it'd actually be good for society. Or, and I don't think... 10th and 9th being in the playoffs. And I know what you're saying. A wild card is not a playoff. But people would see it as the playoff because you are playing to get to the the last weekend of the regular season. Anyway, we're but, going around Yeah, in but circles, Danny, if, if 7 couldn't beat 10th, guess what? The next week, it would be a live execution. Yeah, They'd okay, get mauled. Okay, all right. Would you watch a live execution? No. No, no, no interest. I think if they had a heinous killer, right, and they said... We're going to hang him at the MCG, mm. right? Mm. I think you'd get 100000 Really? A, a proper heinous, like, you know, Malat style. Yeah. Or at Homebush, we're going to say we're going to do it. Really? Yep. Yeah, you probably would, you know. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Sell it on pay-per-view. Mm. I'm not saying we should do that. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think as a society, we would. That that You'd get that turnout. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You wouldn't get me there. By the way, okay, that's very negative. I think we found, and I think we didn't need confirmation of this, but th- this week's confirmed it, that the reminiscing sweet spot yeah. of anything mm. is 20 years. Yes. Right? I think that's been confirmed this week with the Sydney Olympics because I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. There was something else that was, it was the 20th year of, so we all sort of look back at it. And, and it must be, it, the 20-year mark must be, it's far enough away where it feels like a lifetime ago, mm. but we all our memories are still rich enough where we can reminisce. Yes, and I think that's the case with Sydney and and the Olympics. Mm. Uh, the Kathy Freeman show had a million. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it was fantastic uh, the, the, on ABC. Had a million viewers, and um, the Herald's actually done a lot of good things. R- looking back at uh, Ruin HG and, yeah, yeah. and Gary and the Smash Them Like Guitars and Eric, there was a great story on Eric the Eel. Oh, yeah. They tracked him down. Yeah. Um, so uh, we found, like, uh, you know, mate, the school reunion might be twenty years. Now that I think twenty, mm, we all look a bit rubbish twenty years <laughs> on. So maybe twenty years is not the school reunion sweet spot. But Joel, 
No, Tell no, me- no, no, 20 years, I, I think 20 years would be a sweet spot for school reunions because I think by then there'd be a lot of divorces. That's about exactly that. right. I was going to think. I, I heard something funny uh, the other day uh, where somebody was speaking about marriage and they said, um, if Apple come out to you and said they sold you a product and they said, uh, this product or this product would work 50% of the time, would you buy it? That's, the, that's about the number for marriages. Marriages. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? So, but you're on the right side. No, of, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah we're, you're we're fine. Kissed on the ass no, by a rainbow. Very, <laughs> now, Olympics. Where were you? Oh, damn! What a time! I, I was, I was actually in the opening ceremony. I was in Martin Place, and mm. like back in those days, September 11 hadn't happened yet. Yes, there was no such thing as coronavirus. There was no fears or concerns for safety. You know, yeah. we were in Martin Place, and yeah. it was just humming. And mm. and I'll never forget that time. You know what stands out for me mostly about that Olympics, and I just still feel so sorry for this lady, Jane Savile. Jane yeah. Savile. I don't know how far she'd walked. Maybe it was forty-two k's or something like that. And she's now about to walk down into the bowels. And we park there when you're calling the footy at Ainshead yeah. Stadium. She's about to walk down to the bowels of Ainshead Stadium. They can see her on the big screen. My hair's standing up about this. To think you're about to emerge, go down, emerge onto the track, one lap, win the gold medal in front of your people. Yes. And then that every time I drive down that ramp at Ainshead Stadium, I picture someone jumping out with a, a red card or whatever it was. A yeah, paddle. yeah, yeah, paddle. A paddle. paddle. And how devastating was that for Jane Savile? Do you think he, I'll assume it was a he that did it, you know, had dreams of being like a parking inspector? Yeah. Like there was such a, a pride and a joy to mm. his, you're out. It was a very, infa- but you know what, to be fair, I, I understand that, because they're not every 10 metres, these people, I understand it was phoned through to this person. I get it, but if you, if you look back at every single person's uh, walking technique, they all run. Yeah. They all have two feet in the air yeah, at some yeah, stage. Right. So it was just devastating. It was. Uh, was but were there any? What were your memories? Well, I was um, working. I just started a Triple M behind the scenes. I don't think I was. I wasn't on the air at that point. Mm. And um, so I was working, but I was also working at Franklin's, a supermarket. Mm. And God bless her, the boss, Diane Wellington, gave me two weeks off because she knew how much I love sport mm. and that I'd sort of indicated that I was going to get some work with Triple M. Can I have this time off? So I had the two weeks off. And I was working every second night. I was in the office at Bondi Junction. Mm. There was one day I was on my way to Bondi Junction on the train because I was going out on the drink after. And this bloke walks up to me. And this remember, remember how friendly everyone was? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you'd go up and have a chat to people. Yeah. Or, but you knew also that there were a lot of tourists and they'd need help. Well, this bloke, he was wearing a, you know, he's clearly a Yank. He had an LA Dodgers <laughs> um, uh, a, a polo on. And he asked me how far to Bondi Beach. Right. And, you know, and I said, uh, I, I said, uh, it's down, um, down. Go, go down this road here. But, but I said it's about. It's, it's a lot further away than you think. You might want to get a cab. Oh no, I need the exercise. Blah blah blah. Anyway, we're we're chatting, chatting, and he works. He tells me he works at the LA Dodge. He works at the LA oh, wow. Dodge Dodgers. Yeah. And uh, he said, "What do you do?" And I said, "I oh, work at a radio station here." <laughs> Sitting thinking, I was quite, yeah, you know, quite special, because you know he was clearly. A um, I don't know a vendor or something. Yeah, you know he was here on the dream of a lifetime. Anyway, I said, um, uh, "What do you do at the Dodgers?" By the way, I said, "Oh, I'm the vice president." Oh wow, <laughs> wow, wow! So anyway, there we go. Uh, yeah, but, 
But that's not the great brush with celebrity. I, I thought about this the other day. So yesterday was Kyle Flanagan's birthday, yes. right? And I was never going to be an Origin player or an Australian player or anything like that. And the reason I bring up Kyle Flanagan is that he turned 22 mm. yesterday. So he's likely to win the leading point scorer yes. at the age of 22. Yes. I was the, My birthday's on Friday, so we're almost 20 years apart to the day. Right. 20 years ago, I was so lucky to win that award, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, I grew up, heroes were, you know, like Girdler and Johns and Halligan and yeah. uh, Matt Rogers, and they were all sort of scurrying around for this top points score award. And like Kyle Flanagan right now, you're watching the other games and you don't want them to score and you're riding every goal kick. And yeah. I was very fortunate to win it. So can you imagine being 21? I, I was so, so lucky. Being 21... Living in Sydney, which is hosting the Olympics, yeah. the month after you you finish getting this award, yes. end up in this bar, and there's this lady called Misty Hyman. Do you know the name Misty oh, Hyman? Misty Hyman. Misty Hyman, American right? swimmer. This is Misty Hyman, right? Yeah. And I've ended up in a pash with Misty Hyman. She's just so happy. She's having a few drinky poos. Well, the athletics well, well, is on well, there. Hang on, you've got to set the story up better than that. I mean, you just spent 15 minutes talking about top point scorer. Yeah. Two seconds. Oh, I cashed Misty Hyman. Can, oh, you, can a, you give us a bit of foreplay? It was a, it was a passion dash. So, hello yeah, to Misty yeah, Hyman. I think she might be a get him on side yeah, uh, podcast listener. This is listener. my issue. Now, now, now you, I think you cut me off here because you knew we were... <laughs> so, Shane, Shane Gould, our producer, yeah. says, have a think about 2000 <laughs> Olympics. Yeah. Joel's response. <laughs> Just one leading point scorer and had a pass with gold medalist Misty Hyman. Will that do? Now, it, it just uh, that was like as if as if that was part of your ticket to miss. Hey, Misty, you don't know me, but I was leading point scorer. Ah, oh, please, mate, mate. You hang on. The way you presented it here, yeah. Okay, this is about the Sydney Olympics. Somehow you've squeezed in your leading point scorer, which you should be very proud of, yeah. by the way. You should be very proud. I was of very that. lucky. Sometimes things outliers go your way, but anyway. But 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 to link that with gold medalist Misty Hyman, yeah, <laughs> as if as if that was somehow part of well, listen, I was flying <laughs> so much. I mean, I mean, what a ticket this was. <laughs> That that I mean, did, did the terms leading point scorer ever leave your lips when talking about me? Because you would have had to tell yourself I'm a footballer. No, I don't. I don't actually even remember the chat to be honest with you. But we were just a couple of youngsters and both having a great time, and it, there was no real chat. There was no real follow up. It was a passion dash, as I said. I Where made, at? I made him. Well, I think it was called the Home Bar. So a mate of mine was working at Westpac oh, at the yeah, time. That was a big. That's at Darling Harbour. Yeah. That was a big deal. That and was that was the Athletes Bar. That yeah. was the athletes. The athletes might, would go back. So the there. reason the reason I got to start there yeah. was uh, a mate of mine was working at Westpac, mm. and they had like three extra tickets. So it was four of us who went there. Oh yes. And next thing you know, um, uh, the I, I actually didn't even know uh, it was actually Misty Hyman. A mate of mine said, "Oh, that's Misty Hyman." And right. uh, yeah, so there you go. But uh, but to be our age, like we're similar, oh, similar age, it's like, um, it pretty unbelievable, isn't it? And, and I, I'm absolutely committed to taking my four kids and the wifey to an Olympics at some point. It, yeah. it is something you have to live through, don't you? Yeah, but there's nothing like an Olympics in your hometown. Like, like it'll be great if you take them to LA yeah. or, or Paris. It would be amazing. Um, We're going to get this bad boy back out today, Dan. Okay. Black book. Okay. Yep. Well, I keep hearing we're going to get it out. Yep. I'm telling you, there's numbers there that uh, you know that have been there 10, 20 years. So um, I'm undecided, but gee, you got some options here. Okay, all right. Well, that's it's in it totally uh, in your hands. 
Um, let's do this. I'll go first, Joel, Got shooting it. Bambi, um, because after your wonderful Misty Hyman story, who who made the first move, you or Misty? You're oh, a pretty I forward. I don't even remember it, to be honest with you. Oh, man, that's insulting. I mean, that's a gold medalist. That was 20 years ago. But that's a gold medalist you're insulting there, yeah. mate. Uh, I think she'd rather forget it too, just quietly, Dan. I've got a feeling um, <laughs> if someone told her about it, she wouldn't have many recollections <laughs> no. of it. Um, uh, Is she on a podcast at the moment in the States telling the same story? <laughs> 20, well, 20 years ago. You know. With a leading point scorer in the, in the National Rugby League. Um, my Bambi, there, there is something about golf writers that uh, that are that makes them especially pompous in our industry. Mm. I think we as people in the in, uh, are generally pompous people. Mm. But there was no one as pretentious as a golf writer. The headline of Golf Digest this week, a clearly a clickbait story, US Open's coming up. Mm. Not all US Open champions are cut from the same cloth. Here are the most underwhelming US Open winners in history. And a picture of Michael Campbell, right? Yeah. Famous winner, 2005, beat Tiger Woods. Mm. I mean, who are these people? Yeah. Who are these people to shit on winners? Yeah. I just hate it when we do that. Now, I've done that in the past. I, I did a thing I was, I'm ashamed of, actually, about mm. 15 years ago. Whenever there was a team of the century for everything, right, in rugby league, I, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny, the worst team of the century? Yeah. And rattled off all these names. And I knew it made the people around me uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm very sorry I did it. Man, if you play one first-grade game, you've achieved something mm. pretty special. So I was always... Um, that always didn't sit well with me. But, I mean, for people, remember, poor old Dan Jenkins, uh, a wonderful golf writer who became, obviously, he became a bit nuts and a bit bitter and a bit old, mm. uh, basically bagging Ian Baker Finch for winning the 1991 British Open. He was an unworthy winner. I mean, who are these golf writers? I, I bumped into a couple of them at the Masters about 15 years ago, and, and clearly... It's the plum job to get mm. a golf writing job, right? It's sort of you want to be a writer is sort of the top of the pops. Yeah, not not so much these days, but the writer was above the TV person, above the radio person. The writer was yeah. the elite, the 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 cerebral king, and then the golf writer was the elite of those people. And and talk about walking around with a puff chest, thinking <laughs> your shit didn't stink. The golf writer is just the the, the do I need to get the pie chart out again? Exactly. No, so anyway, that, that's my show. I mean, how dare you have a go at Michael Campbell? He beat Tiger Woods. He, sta- he stared Tiger Woods down in his prime and beat him. <laughs> so, so, and then and poor Michael has to come out. He has fun with it. Puts, you know, he's put up on Twitter a trophy, his US Open trophy yeah. with, with, a, with a piece of paper sticky taped on. Underwhelmed champion, underwhelming champion of the US Good Open. Very funny. But, I mean, that's... I find that I found that quite offensive. Dan, I was at the Coogee Bay Hotel one day, and this big bloke comes up to me, right? Yeah, you didn't pass him, too. No, <laughs> no. but he said, "Ah, oh, you're soft. You know, you're soft. You know, and and you know what? I wasn't the toughest player in rugby league, but I did say to him, I said, mate. I may be soft according to you. However, I'm 81 kilos, and on yeah. a weekly basis, I'm out there playing blokes who are 110 yeah. kilos. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm doing my very best, and I'm not the toughest player in the world, but I'm having a crack, and he keeps going on. And I wasn't a great tackler, and I was never taught to tackle, and that's why I'm tr- trying to teach my kids to tackle uh, as well. But I wasn't a great tackler, but I thought, you know what? I said, right, out. you've got about 25 kilos on me. Come out the front, run at me, and I'll show you how soft I am. And I'm starting to question myself, thinking, can I stop this bloke? Like, honestly, 
He charged at me, and yeah. it was the most perfect tackle I ever did in my life. And Where was this at? Him. So this was on Coogee Bay Road? On the, uh, at the front. Oh, surely, the, surely the bouncer said, mate, you boys have got no chance of getting back in. No. <laughs> no, well, that, that was it. He ran at me, bang, and there was a bit of a crowd there. And, and uh, yeah, so you're right. Like, unless you walked scene. in people's shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool your jets. I just found that uh, uh, that piece particularly offensive. Um, the Allen Shipnucks of this world, just absolute pricks. Anyway, um, there we go. Introducing new language to Arkeo, friends. But uh, what's, what's on your mind? Uh, before I shoot Bambi, actually, I'll, I'll make this shooting Bambi, uh, one of them. The mascot. For the SCG, they've come out with a oh, clock. Mate. They've come out with a clock, Dan. How, how do you approve of that? I don't know. I don't know. Is that what my $1,600 a year is going towards? Ah, oh, so, so, yeah. So it comes out with a clock as the mascot for the SCG, right? <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Did you see the names that got suggested? I don't think it looks that bad. Did you see the names? No, nah, give me, give it to me. Uh, Clockhead, <laughs> Clockwit, <laughs> Chance Nickel Clockface. Yeah, okay, that's, that's all right. You know, so there's a few clever ones there. So look, I think you Why can do better. Why does everything have to have a mascot? I don't know. I don't know. Well, just to get the kids in, I think. But uh, I've just read this. Adam Fanua Blake. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. He has a desire to leave the state to play interstate. I mean, what what, what do you mean you've got a desire? You've got a contract. The club's got a desire for you to complete your contract. I'm just reading this story. This is so we're recording at 10:30 on a on a Wednesday morning, and uh, this is just broken. Uh, and Manly has confirmed this. Fanuel Blake has expressed his desire to relocate out of Sydney with his young family. What's this a real estate issue or something? I yeah. don't know what it is, but um, um, the I've, New Zealand I've expressed- Warriors have already expressed an interest in signing Fanuel Blake. Um, the Brisbane Broncos, I'm sure, will be sniffing. Yeah. Um, Gold Coast. Imagine having him in the pack. Tino, uh, Fafita, Mo Fodawaka. Imagine yeah, stopping that pack. I've got a desire to win the lotto, by the way, Dan. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you don't always I was at Avalon yesterday. That's a beautiful part of the world. I've got a desire to live there, but <laughs> yeah. it, just, I can't, can't, it just can't happen. James Gavay. Here's a Bambi for you. Oh, no. James Gavay, right, who was a late bloomer to the NRL and had a great career in, in the end, or a good enough career. Good career, John. He's gone, career. he's gone over to England, right, and that competition is hanging on by an absolute... Piece of floss. It, yeah. it is just about to go. They're missing games, etc. James Gavay, right? So a lot of incomes are reliant upon this game going forward. He thought it'd be a good idea to go and play p- park touch with just the locals and, and get out there. Did he get COVID? Uh, I don't think he got COVID, but what's he thinking? <laughs> Seriously. You're putting everyone at risk there. I, um, I've got a black booker. Okay. Do we want to do it now? It's up to uh, producer right, Shane okay, here. Right I thought I'd ring this bloke, uh, Dan. He's, mm. he's an old teammate of mine, actually. Mm. And he just happens to have three sons. Three sons playing in our competition at the moment, right? His name's John Hopperwadi. Hopper! Hopper! You there, Hop? Oh, how you going, boys? I don't think I've ever met Hopper before. Hello, mate. The only, Hopper, the only time I was close to you face-to-face, you got 18 weeks. So I hope, I hope this ends on better circumstances. How are you, mate? Yeah, good mate. Good. Now you must be a proud bloody dad, mate. That's uh, it's pretty extraordinary to have three uh, kids make it in the three, three. That's yeah. bloody unbelievable. Three kids that made it in the NRL. Yeah, very proud, mate. And um, as a parent, you know yourself, uh, they want nothing better for your kids. Your kids to be better than what you were. So uh, people died to have one. Then I'm lucky enough and blessed that I got three. 
Hey, Hop, uh, where's Albert in the batting order? Yeah, look, you've got 10, haven't you? Yeah, 11. 11? 11. <laughs> so, Albert's number five. Now, listen, why number 11? Because my mail was that... Uh, that you didn't like the odd numbers, and you had seven kids at the time. Then you had twins that took it to nine. So because you didn't like the odd numbers, you had to go to ten. Is that true? Yeah, well, I don't like odd numbers, but uh, our number ten was six, and we, we had really finished. You know, I thought I had Christmas balls only there for decoration, but they still worked. And number, <laughs> number 11 came out. Wow. Bloody hell. How much was the food bill? Yeah. Our shopping bill was between eight and $900 a week. <laughs> I played with Hopper at the Tigers, and yeah. I'd signed to go to Salford, and he was on the cusp of also signing to go to Salford. All the deal's done. Yeah. Until it got to the flights, and he announced how many kids they went. And then, oh, no, no way. No way. Deal <laughs> off. Hey, Hop. Um, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hopper had, like, uh, maybe had seven at the time. Uh, and Mum used to come down, didn't she, Hop, with the big uh, yeah, the, the watermelon juice? juice. Yeah. yeah. Will's a good kid, isn't he? Is, you reckon he's happy, uh, Johnny? You reckon he, uh, it's, he's... It's a tough harrow there at the dogs at the moment. Yeah, well, he says he's happy, but I don't think he'd be too happy with losing every week. Um, you know, I was in a team there, the Eagles, one year where we we come like second last. Yeah. And just losing every week, you're happy, but you're not happy because you, you'd rather win than lose. Hop, is this true, this yarn, right? And the male, and I know this part of it's true, that you could fall asleep in the video sessions. I know that's true. But when you're at Manly, the male goes that uh, Bozo, to stop you falling asleep, would stack you up on about 10 chairs. So if you fell asleep, you'd fall off. Is it true? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you do it all the time. I just put my hat on and sort of put it down a bit so... I would fall asleep and he'd say, he'll just kick me and say, hop, up you get, and make me sit up there so I'd hold myself so I wouldn't fall for the whole session. Hop, uh, before you go, I just want to tell you, you probably don't uh, aren't aware of this, but I'm going to back uh, Albert Hopawati this week for a try score. Reason being that you had to wait 11 games to get your first try. Jamil's still waiting. Uh, Will scored his first try in his fifth game. Albert's fourth game. He can be the earliest to the party for a try. I reckon he scores this week. What do you reckon? You reckon? Yeah. You're, you're not instilling confidence into me. Uh, well, I hope he does. I hope he does. He's, uh, he's been confident because I've been. I think he's been been playing a bit crap, but <laughs> playing first grade it's the main thing. Yeah. Um, well, hang on. How do you think he's? Does. How do you think he's been playing? I thought he's been playing pretty well. He just told you. Well, you think he's been playing crap? Yeah. Well, what's wrong? Yeah, what, what's he, what's what's wrong? What's he done? Uh, not done enough. <laughs> He'll get me into the match too this week. Hey, he'll get me into the match. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> all right. Hey, Hop, uh, we've got to move on, but great to chat, mate. Thank you, guys, and thank you for having me on board. No pleasure. That's the first time we've ever spoken to John Apawati. Yeah, he's a great go. sire, isn't he? Can't he produce an athlete? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. How good is that? You imagine that. So you make first grade, most dads would be proud, and you've got that dad who's done it, who's been there, played for Australia, played for New Zealand. You've been playing crap. How many How many fathers, and mothers for that matter, can produce a whole cricket team these days? 11. <laughs> the Hopawati 11. There was a joke I heard when I was eight years old, and I laughed, and I didn't know what it meant. And mm. then about 10 years later, I realised what it meant. I can't repeat it. No. Even, even on, 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 on a podcast. It involved... Thirteen? No, I can't say. That. <laughs> well, I've gone back to the black book, and I might be, I might be pushing the past. For, a for those bit. new, this is a book of mine about 
numbers are collated 20, 10 to 20 years ago when I used to be more of a producer than on air. So I used to write down the numbers, but then I stopped about 10 years ago. So I don't know who the hell you've got there. Well, I actually don't know who I've got either because I don't know this person, but it's an international number. And I basically just want to stump Shane, our producer, who thinks he can get anyone. Yes. Okay, Dan. Yes. Um, uh, write this number down, uh, producer Shane. Yes. 0011. I don't even know which country this is. Yeah. One. America. Eight- well, that's America. Is it? I don't know what that area code is. Okay. Uh, the fella's name, and, and you may know him, Sean, I certainly don't, Trey Wingo. Oh, that's an ESPN presenter. Is it? An ESPN presenter, yeah. Is he? What, what price is he to get him? <laughs> Better than I thought. I'll Current pre- presenter? Yeah. Should I know him? No, nah, he does a lot of NFL stuff. He's been around for 20 years. Trey uh, Wingo. Trey Wingo. Is he American? He's American. He'd actually be a good chat. Would he? Yeah, he used to do a show. There used to be a show called the ESPN Wash Up uh, about 15 years ago, and he was a guest on that each week. I've got the timer on here. He's got four and a half minutes to get the okay, job done. Okay, fine, but um, there, you, <laughs> there you go. But you know what I've done this, Dan? Because if, if we don't get him, we can tag him in a post and maybe get him next week. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I, I, strategy I, I like it. Trey, but I don't know if it's going to have um, uh, pull-through power oh, okay. for the rugby league audience. But okay. anyway, it's worth a shot. We will do some tips after this. Motion. The best place to catch an NRL same-game multi is Sportsbet. It's never been easier to find more markets, more offers and bigger odds. If it's a same-game multi, it's Sportsbet. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast where we actually try and make people some money. Uh, a, a, a bizarre week, Joel. Mm. We all... Ooh. Oh, hello. Here he is. Uh, let's keep an eye on the grey hairs. Oh, Chelly. Sure. Uh, I love it, oh, Sean the guys? Trader. We're wearing shirts now because it's actually summer in this part. And you're still going with the hoodie. <laughs> How's life in Victoria? Don't, don't be fooled by that sun coming through the window. It's absolutely fucking freezing Ma- down here. Mate, firstly, <laughs> no, watch your well. language. And secondly, mate, can you make your bed? If you're going to have your bed on display, can you at least have it made? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I just listened to you boys before. I just thought sort of having a nice little lay down. And, um, and oh, well. Firstly, let me just say thank you for everyone that's sticking sticking through with the uh, podcast after that. The musings of live execution TV, I really enjoyed that one. That was, uh, I never hey, thought hey. I'd hear that chat on, a, on an NRL podcast. There Sean, you, you laugh, but let me tell you something. If there was live executions on TV, sports better be having markets. How long would the person last? What would his final words be? Uh, yeah. What what colour will his um, uh, uh, anyway? Hey, Shawnee, did you catch the hopper chat? I did, mate. How good. What He didn't really instill confidence in your bet, did he? What an nah. honest assessment of a, uh, from a father to a to a young man. That, that was amazing. Yeah. I did enjoy that. In fact, can you please put a market up, Joel? Albert Hopawati not to score because that's the market now I want to be a part of after Papa just slammed it. Uh, Sean, I was, just, I was just saying to Joel, we all had very different tips last week, and yet we all ended up with the same score, four and four. <laughs> we were back. Yeah, it was for... a funny old, funny old week, wasn't yeah. it? it? Couldn't have been too far from a from a real fill up, but a couple of things went went against us. But um, no, it was a good week of footy, and did we all land on four? Did we? I see, I see Jarve, our executive scorer. He's now taken over the lead. I might need to do a little bit of a forensic accounting on that leaderboard just to see who's above board there. I think I'm. I, I think what um, I'm betting what Sean is referring to with fill ups and. Melbourne Storm. Oh. Only 24-4 at half time. Mm. It's over. They're going to win by 50. I thought 60 even. And yeah. and they don't even cover. Oh no. They don't even mm. co- they don't even cover. I mean, I mean, why would you gamble? Honestly, why would you punt? I know. <laughs> you can't win. You know what I've done, you boys? You can't win. You know what I've done, boys? I you know we do the ratings and things like that. 
I just I went through my tips and why am I getting them wrong? I've had a horrid month, and I was going through that I just simply haven't pushed the teams out enough. Right? Mm. I, I've most of the tips I've lost on the better teams covered the line. In other words, I haven't put the gap big enough. Yes. But now I'm starting to think I've been so consistently bad over the last month. Maybe I just keep the model as is and just go the opposite. Oh, George Costanza. Yeah. Like maybe it's just I'm being so consistently bad on him that I go the opposite. Don't we agree, all of us, that the last couple of weeks is when the bad sides usually really fall away. Mm. So lines usually aren't big enough. Um, What is our first market that we're looking at? Uh, Grand final, grand final winner. Okay, so the general, this is the main market that we uh, look at. The Roosters have come in. $3.10. $3.10. What did they do this week? They beat Newcastle. Um, mm. Nice win, but, I mean, really through. Oh, obviously, Sean, the money's pouring in for the Roosters because Melbourne and Penrith have eased out, um, or Melbourne has eased. Well, they're at $4. And Canberra at 13 I think that's very good value, Joel. I don't think they're going to win Canberra, but... Um, uh, you, can't, you can't take the Roosters down at that price. And you know why? Because their first week's likely going to be in the sunny coast against Melbourne. So you get the price there. Then they've got to win a prelim final. Then they've got to win the grand final. So you just – I can't back them, Sean, at $3.10. Yeah, it does look short. And I don't know – I'm not sure if it's so much about the money uh, rolling in for them as just the market sort of correcting itself. We, we, we touched on it last week. They had a bit of a lull, but there were some injury concerns um, behind that. And I think people have just seen, you know, how good that team is. Um, and it's interesting that the – the team that's sitting fourth on the ladder, the, the Parramatta Reels, isn't even on that yeah, yeah. on that screen. They're twenty to one to to win it. So I think people have, have seen enough. And their defence really was was good for for a lot of that game, but uh, last week. But their attack, they they just they cannot fire a shot at the moment. So they're going to have to turn that around. Uh, quick, smart. Funny enough, they they get a pretty good opportunity to do it this week, which we'll we'll get to uh, shortly. I think the the um the value of these Joel is actually Melbourne at Absolutely. four dollars because they're going to. You said it. They're going to play their first game. It's actually at Suncorp. They're going to play. Oh, it. sorry, yes. But that's still a home game. Mm. They haven't they've, lost in Queensland in twenty games or something. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Sixteen. Well, you might be right. It was last I counted was sixteen in a row. It's, oh, okay. it's probably gone up even more. But I, I think they're a big chance of beating the Roost. Anyone, and, mm. and then the 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 prelim would be against perhaps Canberra again up there or Parramatta up there. Yeah. So. Your $4, all you want is for them to get to the grand final. Then you can then you can siphon off on the other team. To me, $4 is damn good value. Yeah, I, I, they've been my tip the whole year, and this is the reason why. To me, they, they pushed the Roosters really hard last year at the SCG. That was a game that could have gone either way to get into the grand final. Mm. They are a better team than last year. You've got Tino. You've got, oh, there's Shane. We'll get him to uh, make the call in a sec. That was a clock on him. Uh, you've got Tino who's flying. Mm-hmm. You've got Nelson Asofa Solomona who's gone to another level. Yes. Tui's come back. Yes. Um, Pappenhausen has gone to a new level. Yes. Jerome Hughes is looking better at seven. He is looking good at seven. They're a better team. It's like he's found what he is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's realised they've all worked out, okay, well, Jerome Hughes is not Cooper Cronk. Yep, that's he, right. He's a runner. He's a sniffer out of tries. Yep. Um, he's not an organiser. No. And it's fine. Yep. Cam Smith's the organiser. Well, he goes the first receiver quite I, often, I, Cam I, Smith. You know my theory. I don't want to back against the I, I don't I back against that. the Roosters until they lose, but I also don't want to back against Cam Smith in any big game. Yes, that's right. So so this year, they if they get the job done early, they may not have to go to Sydney till the grand final. That's exactly right. right. So the other thing is, Dan, are the Roosters a better team than last year? I don't think they have to be, though. 
I no, think they no were Radley, so, I no think they Luttrell. were so far better than everyone else last year. But they weren't against the Storm in the prelim. The, the Storm were on you their keep heels. Saying that, Joel, they weren't going to beat you. them. We've had this argument. We agree. Please don't be, be, bore the audience. We've had this. Audi- <laughs> Look, Sean's even disappeared. <laughs> he even he was on our screen until that. He's, <laughs> he's left us. Um, Come back, Sean. Oh, anyway. hang on. Whoa. Okay. Welcome to the Get Em On Side podcast. How can I direct your call? Uh, Hello. Uh, is Trey Wingo there? Here. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Trey Wingo, you don't remember me. About 15 years ago, you used to do a show with me called the ESPN Wash-Up in Australia. My idiot mate here, Joel <laughs> Kane, has just picked your number randomly out of my phone book and called you. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I was in Australia uh, doing radio many, many times while I was over here in the States, and uh, I'm glad to know that my number is still in his phone book. Unbelievable. Hey, secretly we were hoping you didn't answer, Trey, because we wanted our producer to trip over, but he's too good. He's got you. Hey, mate, uh, what's the wash-up of the first week of the NFL while we got you? Uh, this just in, the Kansas City Chiefs are very, very good, and they're probably going to win back-to-back Super Bowls Ooh. for the first time since the Patriots in Super Bowls 38 and 39. That's that's the easiest wash-up I can tell you. They they are the best team with the best player, yeah. uh, and so that makes it pretty easy. But this bloke, I remember you, you would try wonderful presenter of football primarily, but general sport. But you would, you would often go on these Vegas trips. I remember because I went and we just missed each other. And you're obsessed with Bombay Sapphire. Have I got that right? Is my memory that good? <laughs> Your memory is that yeah. good. In fact, we you, we used to call Bombay Sapphire in this house the Blue God because it comes in a blue bottle. <laughs> but as time goes on, we we moved on to different things. Now we still enjoy the occasional Bombay and Sapphire, but we sample other things as well. Yeah. Now, did you ever get to Australia? Yeah, we came down in 2018, and we were there for uh, three weeks. We were in Sydney, and then we went up to Hamilton Island and stayed up at Qualia. It was just absolutely wonderful. I've got to ask for one tip here, Trey, before we say farewell, and I can't believe you answered your phone. So we all <laughs> we all agree Kansas City's the class at the moment. But all right, if there was a surprise team, because we are a gambling podcast here at Sportsbet, yeah. of the teams that might be at a bit of value to win the Super Bowl, who in week one – did you see and you thought, uh, even if they don't have it now, they, they could do something this year? Well, you know, it's not a real stretch or an outside uh, look here, but I thought Seattle mm. played very well. And I think that Russell Wilson, by the way, who's never gotten a single MVP vote uh, in the NFL, which means, wow. you know, the most valuable player. He's never gotten one. Mm, it's crazy. One vote, which is insane. Seattle looks really good. And, and I, I think that, they have a real chance. Look, in the AFC, the American Football Conference, it's going to be between the Ravens, I believe, and the Chiefs. And yes. I just think the Chiefs have the better quarterback. But in the NFC, it's pretty wide open. Mm. And Drew Brees looked old. Yes, he did. And Tom Brady looked a little old on Sunday. Russell Wilson is in his peak. Is the only quarterback the last three years to have at least 30 touchdowns every year. And I think they got the defense going, and I think the running game going. I think Seattle could really surprise a lot of people. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle was meeting Kansas City when it's all said and done in the Super Bowl. That'd be a fun game. 23 bucks at Sportsbet, Seattle, wow. to win the Super oh, Bowl. That's Russell a Wilson. good bet. Yeah. Uh, Trey, before you go, this is the final thing. I've just thought about this right now, and you are our conduit to the stars. We're going to play past the parcel. Yeah. I think if you can tip us into one other person in your black book 
Send, send the number to Shane Gaunt, then we'll pass it on, pass it on. We won't get to Trump eventually, but we might get to Joe Biden. It'll be all on the back of you, Trey. We appreciate that. Great, Blake, Trey. Listen, anything I can do to help move the cause forward, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 baby. I love please, you guys. Now, please tell me, now, 2018, no one did Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Where, where is ashamed of that as Fosters in Australia? No, I no. Well, Fosters is a whole different. Right, that that is the biggest marketing folks yeah. of all well, time. Well, like, yeah, that is, you're aware that of that. Is yeah. a, that is a blatant lie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Good, good. All right, Trey, you're a legend. Cheers, mates. See you, Trey. Good on there you, buddy. You go. I thought you were going to try for Viv Richards or someone, but then you said I don't know who this person is. I'm thinking, well, I think you know who Viv Richards is. Yeah, that's the number. That's that is the that is the number in there. Yeah, that's the gold. That's the gold standard. We need to get the Viv. If you can get the Viv, okay, it, I, I will be impressed with Shane's right. Work. Okay, we need to get to Misty Hyman. That's what we need to get to. <laughs> we should have asked Trey how Misty's going, but anyway, can we get Misty on the show? There you go, Shane. Oh, There's a challenge. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Remember me, Viv. Because yeah, because Shane, uh, Sean. There's every chance. Joel's bullshitting. <laughs> I don't think he is. But, <laughs> there is every chance. But we, we, you might have just bumped into it yeah. and you've turned it into we had a pash. <laughs> yeah. You'll love, never know. I just love that story. It's, it's one of my favourites. It's <laughs> right on the cusp of being believable. You know, she's not that much of a superstar. That's exactly it. right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's right like. on that cusp. <laughs> it's like the, 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 the car, the yeah. George Costanza car. It, it wasn't Liam Neeson. It was John Voight. It was believable. <laughs> so if you said, if you said Inky, Inky Debris, Ruined. Oh, you yeah. go, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> yeah. She ain't impressed with no NRL leading point scorer. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's do some let's do some games. South Canterbury, a dollar ten the bunnies, the Bulldogs seven dollars. The start is minus sixteen and a half. Um Canterbury over the last couple of years, fuse have actually given South some problems. Um the games have usually been very close. And I was looking at Canterbury's record, Sean, um, and you're a Canterbury fan. And, yes, they stink. They've only won two games all year. <sighs> but I don't think there's been a game in a while. Okay, so this is the last 10 weeks or nine weeks. Lost by 12. Lost by 4. Lost by 14. Lost by 6. Lost by 1. Melbourne flogged them by 31, but then lost by 2. Won by 6. Lost by 6. Over the last nine or 10 games... Mm-hmm. They have only been beaten by 16 and a half once. I think they actually might present a little bit of value. Joel, you go first while we get Sean's uh, image back up. Yeah, I think uh, Canterbury might be a bit of value here. No, I can't I can't tip into it, Dan. I, the sole reason is that South Sydney were blasting past the Tigers mm. and they fell asleep at the back end. I think that's a little shot in the arm for them before the finals. And I, I, think, they'll, I think they'll march ahead with this. What do you reckon, Sean? Yeah, I agree with you. The minus looks looks a bit to me. We touched on it last week. When you've got late in the year, the Bulldogs might be the exception to this rule, um, but they don't still instill a lot of confidence in me. When you when you've got teams that are that are up and firing versus a team that's um, you know going to win the wooden spoon, it looks like. Yeah, um, there's far more upside in in backing that minus. So I'm, I'll be I'll be on the minus sixteen and a half. Plenty more upside against the Bulldogs team that leaked. What was it? Thirty-two points against Manly last week. Yeah. Um, last time they met was this year. South won twenty-six to ten. Uh, I don't remember a thing about that game. Last year they met twice, fourteen-six both times. One to Canterbury, one to South. That's why I think Canterbury just give them a little bit of trouble. But um, um, uh, South obviously very warm favourites. Uh, so you both have gone South here. Uh, the Dogs. Luke Thompson will start for Canterbury. 
He's had a funny old season, hasn't he? Um, Matt Dury is out, and Dane Gagai is missing. So Jackson Paulo is on the wing again. Uh, South Sydney last week. Uh, that's a forgive run, Joel. Mm. They they were going to flog West Tigers, and then they sort of just took the foot off the. That, that's another one. Totally yeah. agree. We had the line covered. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden they lost interest. Yeah. Okay. Similar odds for a few games, um, including Friday night, 6 p.m., Cowboys versus Panthers. So similar odds for a lot of these games. This time Cowboys, 6.50, Penrith $1.12. And the start, I've got to be honest, Sean, I looked at this immediately and I thought 14 and a half. That looks thin to me, but then... I looked at Penrith's record in travel games. They've only had two coins, two two travel games. Struggled in both. Beat the Gold Coast twenty two fourteen. That actually form sort of stands up because Gold Coast are honest against everyone. But then a couple of weeks ago against Brisbane, they it was an awful game. They were never going to lose Penrith, but they only won twenty five twelve. So Sean, do you think the similar thing could happen here, where Penrith? On a fly-in, fly-out game might just be a little off the pace. Yeah, I'm following your your exact same thinking. I'm using that Broncos game as a bit of a reference point here. Obviously, the Cowboys are, are awful. Um, but no chorus out in, in this one is is huge. So mm. I just don't know. There, there feels like a little bit of a, a foot-off-the-gas type of feel about this game. Um, and as we, we know, the Cowboys are a, a vastly different team when they are at home. They're still um, not winning games, but they're not getting flogged like they are on the road. So... Um, you've also got Tamalolo's named on the extended bench. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure why you would why you would risk him um, when you've got nothing to play for, but you've got that on your side as well. So a, a, a big start um, at home, um, which you, you all know that I, I generally love. I'll, I'll be on the Cowboys, but it's it's not with a great degree of confidence, to be honest. Totally agree, boys. I'm, I'm exactly on the same page. They got within... I know there were some backdoor tries late in the game, but they got within 16 of the Melbourne Storm. And this time they're on home soil. So, look, if you think you're a Penrith player and you, you're already looking towards finals, aren't you? This is this is not an ideal game for them. I was thinking about this. I'm still convinced it won't be one through to 17. They'll, they'll find a way to get Burton, uh, Burton a game. He's got to get game time. Yeah, and maybe Charlie Staines, who knows. Uh, Brent Naden still, by the way, has not lost a game this season. <laughs> 14 from 14. Um, so that's the case there. It's a trappy game. They don't want to be up there for this one. Cowboys. So I presented all the reasons why you should be cautious about Penrith. But I've seen more than enough of the Cowboys. Some of the tries they let in were pathetic against Mm. the Storm. The soft tries just through the front door. There was a couple when Maguire was off the field. Okay, but um, even still, there was some... What about the try where Addo Carr just pushed away from a defender and ran 50 metres? I think Maguire might have... Anyway... Well, that's, that play's been hooked too as a centre last... Look, Murray Talungi comes into the centres this week. Well, Justin O'Neill's gone. Yeah. Um, Josh Maguire is out. John Aziata is out. They've got Murray Talungi in the centres. Um, Maguire was actually pretty good for him. Aside for his 10 minutes off, he was actually pretty well, good. He was having a go. He always has a go. Yeah. Well, he's giving them 20 runs and 150 metres an every go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had a huge out. Yeah. So they've got uh, Corey Jensen as a starting front row with Jordan McLean. Um Here's the thing. I said this last week. Penrith haven't conceded more than 14 for nine weeks in a row. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine weeks in a row, mm. they've averaged 10 points a game against. Cowboys don't throw much attack at anyone. I could see Penrith scoring 28 without even trying. I'm going to take Penrith here. Val Holmes did three runs in the first half. We called that for radio, and I thought he's, I forgot he was playing. Something's off with Val. Yeah. Something's off. Maybe he's not NRL fit yet. Maybe he's not happy. I don't know. Something's how, not right. How? Look, I would have never seen a fullback have three runs <laughs> in a half of football, would you? Yeah. Playing a full 40 fit. And having three runs, mm. yeah, something's a bit, uh, something's a bit off there. But remember, no Coruscant, no Tamo, no, no Tedavano. Friday, eight pm. Oh, it was good to avoid the Broncos for a couple of weeks, but they're back <laughs> in a prime time slot. They play Parramatta. Um, or the money's tumbled in for the Eels because I had a dollar ten for them here. It's come into a dollar seven, nine dollars for the Broncos. Now the start was sixteen and a half. When I left it, where is it now? 18, uh, 18. I think this is the bet of the year, gents. Parramatta's last two games against Brisbane, 34-6 and 58-0. Uh, the Brisbane team now has Tyson Gamble and Tom Dearden as their halves. Ben Teo is a starting prop. I mean, this is how thin they are. Um, Reese Kennedy and Payne Haas are missing. Hmm. I, I just think we, we. What's our knock on Parramatta? Flat track bullies. Mm. Well, this is this is this is a team you can flat track bully. Give me Parramatta here to give everyone the sense that they're back in form. Sean, you you next. Uh, he's turned into a statue. Sean, okay, boy. we've lost. Oh, look at him. Oh, geez, look at the pose. <laughs> Melrose Place. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, look, Parramatta. We'll get back to Sean's tip in a minute, but Parramatta for me, just for all your reasons, Dan. Yeah. Surely it's time, isn't it? Well, um, who do you think should be their number six going forward? Now, Dylan Brown, hopefully for them, will be back before the finals, but there's a suggestion that Will Smith should be there at number six. So, so you know what, Dan? This is where teams... It's not compulsory to have two mediocre halves, but you're not. Just have Mitchell Moses and seven forwards. Try something different. What about Ryan Madison as your number six? Yeah, why not? Mm. Okay. All right. So uh, we all agree on that one um, uh, with uh, Brisbane. Uh, a familiar back line except for Tyson Gamble. My goodness, haven't they had some 5-8s this year? Sean, you're back. Are you with us? Parramatta against the line. Uh, yeah, sorry, boys. I missed your tip there. But, um Yes, I'm, I'm definitely with you. So much upside and back in Parra here. Um, obviously, the Broncos are gone and, and Parra need to find their mojo in attack. So what a uh, what a gift run they've got this week. Yeah, I've got Parramatta in my best bet, which we'll get to shortly. Okay, Saturday afternoon. This could be the trickiest game yep. of the weekend. Manly, Gold Coast. $1.43 Manly and two eighty five. And to me, and maybe just me, I think this is the most offensive line of the season. Six and a half Gold Coast start. I mean, that that's do people not watch the Titans play? Like they they are tough to beat, and Manly aren't exactly setting the world on fire. And I'm gonna give you a stat here. If Manly wins, mm. it'll be their worst year at Brookvale since nineteen forty seven. If they win. If they win, twenty eight percent. If they lose, it'll be their worst year ever at Brookvale over one wow. and six. They've wow. never had a rec- now obviously less games, but in terms of winning percentage, mm. one and five. Their win was against Parramatta. They actually beat a good team. Wow. Um, but I've got Gold Coast. I- I've got to take Gold Coast with six and a half. That's like 
you, you you're willing to pay full price for an item, and they're giving you a, a, a giving you a bargain. Yeah, that'll seem a big line until they trot out and they see that blonde-headed big fella at the back, Tommy Turbo. He's a huge inclusion, <laughs> uh, manly for me. Yeah, do we know if he's if he's definitely going to be there? He's obviously named in reserves. Um, he's a bit like the Tam Lolo one. I don't know why you'd why you'd risk your your land in, in a game like this. Um, well, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Um, I I don't make this even with Turbo out of the side. I don't make it too far away from from what the betting is at the moment. Mm. Um, with Titans being on the road at Brookvale, it's obviously a big leg up for Manly, even though they've had that poor record, but. We know they've been without their best player for most of the year, so you don't want to read too much into that. Um, yeah, more upside with that uh, with T Tabrovich on the named on the on the bench. If he plays, then then it's a bet. Okay, all right, go against me then. Fine. Uh, the Turbo record when he plays fourteen and four since last year when he doesn't play. I think it's eight and seventeen. Hey, hang on, it a minute. is significant. Hang on a minute. Um, you know when I asked Hopper, I said. I think he'll score this week, and he balked a little bit. Yeah. Is there a chance that He's Tommy Turbo plays and Albert doesn't play? Yeah, that's mm. a good chance. Mm. Should have asked him that. Mm. Should have asked him that. Um, but it's very good. Now, what happens if you bet someone and they end up not playing? You get your yeah, money yeah, back. Yeah, of course you do. Okay, yeah. very, very good. I'm just making sure. Uh, Melbourne versus Wests Tigers, our middle game on Saturday, Sunshine Coast, where they have an average score, I think it's 35 to 12, Melbourne, this year. So they don't just win, they pummel teams. There you go, dollar twelve, six dollars fifty. see what I mean? All these odds are very mm. similar. And the line um, is 15 and a half. Oh, I looked at that and thought that's too... Way too small. West yeah. Tigers look like a team, like like many of these teams on the outside of the eight, they're ready to just put the white flag up. It's a fly-in, fly-out game. Melbourne will be disappointed the way they Correct. finished against the Cowboys. And I'll be looking at the pick-your-own-lines for higher odds and higher numbers than 15 and a half. Well, South had this number covered. This is in Queensland. We know how well they went. And Bellyache had the shits after last week. So yeah. uh, they're going to march on the whole way here. I'll tell you where the bet is. Uh, the Melbourne Storm, a lot of people will back Nofaluma for a try here, but just note this, the Melbourne Storm have only let five tries all year yes. on their left edge. That's yes. where Nofaluma's got a score. So for me, I wouldn't be touching that. However, conversely, on the other, other left edge where the Tigers are, they're almost the worst in the comp, up there amongst the worst in the comp. Yeah. So that's got Suliasi Vunavalu written all over ah, it okay. for your try scorer market. Shawnee, how are you playing it? Yeah, I like your angle, Dan. I'd probably suggest trying to find a, a bit of a higher alternate at a bigger price here. We saw at the back end of the, the Storm game last week, um, yeah. Bellamy did try a bit of a reshuffle, um, and obviously the Cowboys scored a few um, uh, leaky tries there. So I don't I don't necessarily love the line. I will tip them um, here, but I, I like the idea of sniffing around for a bigger number at a bigger and, price. And uh, Melbourne got burnt about eight or nine years ago. I remember when Craig Bellamy rested a bunch of players before a game. It was against the Roosters who were out of the finals. It was at the football stadium on a Sunday night. They got pants that night, and then they, they went out the back door in the finals. And I think yeah. Bellamy, from that moment, has never really rested players in the lead-up to finals, not key players. So Christian Welsh is back. Um, there you go. The average score on the Sunshine Coast, 35-12. to 12. Um, And the Tigers' record against top eight teams is deplorable. No-look Brooks. Um, so it's Reynolds and Marshall as the halves. Elijah Taylor not there. Zane Musgrove is back with Russell Packer. But um, Harry Grant and Cam Smith is the feature of this game. Last time they met last year... Melbourne only won 24-22. I've got a feeling that might have been an origin-affected weekend. 
go and have a look at the highlights reel for tries scored against Melbourne and the Roosters. You don't score conventional tries, not rehearsed tries. You've got to throw something at them. Mm. This is why I would have went Benji with the seven forwards. I know you laugh about the tactic, but Dan... No, I don't laugh about yeah. the tactic. I laugh about you yeah. just ramming at home yeah. every chance you can get. But, but, what at home, but I don't, home, I don't agree in having home. two average halves. So, for example, Clune and Norman last week both had, had about 40-odd touches. Like, seriously, do you need them both in the team having 40-odd touches each? Nathan Cleary had 92. Yeah. The yeah, one quarterback, I'm telling you, it's the way to go. Yeah, but Nathan Cleary's a fair quarterback. You can't have a bad player be your quarterback. You've yeah, got to have a gun you, player. You, what's the point of having two two plotters? Okay, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, uh, anyway, I'm, uh, I'm the storm. All right, and, and Sean is as well. So that's our first consent. Oh, no, Parramatta, we're consensus as well. Right, another Saturday night SCG game. Roosters and uh, another bottom of the top eight team, Cronulla. And again, Market's blown out. Dollar ten, seven dollars, sixteen and a half. Jeez, five minutes into that Roosters uh, Newcastle game, I knew my Newcastle bet oh, was dead. Yeah. And wasn't it obvious? Yeah. What the hell were we doing? We all were on Newcastle, yeah. weren't we? All, uh, two of us were at least. Anyway, sixteen and a half. Sharks are terrible against bad, uh, good teams. Very good against bad teams. Um, the Roosters, they now they're missing a, a couple here. Uh, Wairia, I oh know. Uh, well, yes, Tedesco is out and Talcayaho is out. So mm. the Robinson tactic of just to keep drip-feeding players out of the team, just to give him a little bit of a rest. Um, Cordner at this stage is in. Cronulla, it's a Tracy-Johnson-Halves combination again. I've got to be honest, I didn't see the game against the Warriors. By all reports, not that impressive. Um, but they, they got the job. Yeah, they got the job done. Roosters have won their last four against the Sharks. Joel, you go first. I've been telling my own little Dally M scores, Dan, and I'll tell you what, don't be surprised if, when watching the Dally M's, that Teddy had the lead, or close to at this point, oh. being rested. So that's a big resting... Hang on, you say... Hang, no, Teddy's yeah, not going to uh, be... No way. I'll tell you right now. He's, he's not even fullback of the year. You don't think so? Pappenhausen's fullback of the year. Pappenhausen's right up there as okay, well. Okay, all right. I'm okay. telling you right now, he's right in the mix. Um, what about the... This slipped through the cracks. What about the irony of this? Toby Rudolph... Look, he scored the try to essentially kill off the Warriors. He was supposed to be there. He was supposed to be there <laughs> yeah. and, and, and reneged, I suppose, on the contract. But, yeah, um, yeah you just got to go to the Roosters, don't you? It wouldn't really matter what line you put there. I'd probably tip the Roosters. Yeah. Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny it's a funny old game, this one. And, and those outs, Teddy, Takiyo, you, you'd have to suggest that Cordner probably wouldn't play as well. Um, he looked pretty beat, uh, uh, beat up after that. That fall last week, so I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, I, I purely landed on the Sharks, um, just with how big the number is and, and those outs. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'll be having a bet in this game. There's too much, too much guesswork involved. Now, a stat we just put up there: Roosters have trailed at half time twice all season. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, so, and now the last time I did this, I got burnt. The Roosters half time full time double is a dollar thirty six. That to me presents much better value than a dollar. What is a dollar ten to win the game? You would think if they're going to win, they'll probably jump out to a lead and stay there. So that that would be my the way I'd bet on that game. But we're all on the Roosters at sixteen and a half against tricky game Sunday, two p.m. Canberra, who I saw firsthand last week, impressive as always. Um, once they broke the dragons, they killed them. A uh, dollar twelve against the plucky warriors, six dollars fifty. The line is again the same line we've been dealing with all week. 
uh, for, for the other games, and that's about 16. 16 even at this point. <sighs> I don't know, Sean. This one, this one troubles me because you know the Warriors are going to give it their all. They beat Canberra last time. I can see the, the round 20 game getting away from the Warriors. I don't know. They might just hang around in this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm not so. I'm not so sure here with the with the finals um, now out of reach. This might be the one where they where they have already packed the bags, which we've sort of been guessing all year at some point that's going to happen. But I think this is this is definitely the week. They they tried hard again last week against the uh, against the Sharkies, but you know when you when you when you can't beat them, then I don't think you're going to get near the Raiders down at uh, down at Joe Stadium as well. Might be some showers around. Is the only mm. concern. Um, in this one, but I think there's there's plenty more upside in in back of the Raiders, albeit at a at a big big minus. Uh, my sentiment's exactly the same as Sean. I, I just think that they're they're now checked out. They've been up for a long time. Yeah, they're going home in in the best part of two weeks. Could be earlier if, if your idea gets up, Dan. If they can play on the Friday, yeah. And players, I wouldn't be surprised if players are already asked. Look, uh, we can't make it. Can I go home a bit earlier? Particularly those players who probably don't look like getting a game. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some have already left or okay. about to leave. Um, I tell you a good bet here. I believe, and particularly now that Sean says there could be some precip- precipitation around, total points markets, Warriors exact total points zero, ten bucks. No, seriously, they could easily hold them to zero. Okay, I'm not. I'm not laughing. I just that's a bold bet. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, well, I've got the Warriors, but with no confidence. It, to me, this is a stay away game. Yeah. Uh, because I, the, I, I'm fairly confident the Broncos are not going to turn out. I can be conf, I can be fairly confident Melbourne are going to blow away the Tigers. I have no confidence. Canberra should beat the Warriors by 16 and mm. more because they were great. Mate, Jack Whiten at the line mm. is unstoppable. He's brilliant. But, Dan, this is going to be the same as your Knights versus Roosters bet. It's going to be dead very, very early. Probably. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Um, we get to the last game of the weekend, Newcastle versus Dragons. This is old boys' day. Firstly, as we display the odds, dollar thirty-one, three fifty minus eight and a half. Do we place value in old boys' day? It used to be a real betting consideration. I'm not sure it's as strong as it used to be. No, it's one of the one of the great myths, myths. in, uh, in yep. punting. The particularly, yeah, the, the, the Newcastle old, old boys. There's a few myths. Something like the, the coach coach getting mm. sacked, rebound, that sort of stuff. It's a it is a complete myth. And I've I've, I've uh, been burnt in the past. I've hmm. gone looking for it in this one, and have been burnt. Um, and it looks like I might be burnt again because I'm going to be on on Newcastle. The Dragons were just deplorable um, last week, and the Knights, similar to um, to Parramatta, they've they've cemented their spot in the eight, but they need to find um, a little bit of mojo before they before they get to the semis and they get another uh, sort of suitable match here at home against the Dragons, who just didn't fire a shot last week. So. Once again, more more upside, I think, in, in back in Newcastle here. Joel, I think the Knights have stumbled onto something. It's taken them 19 weeks to do it. And mm. I think by the end of this, we're going to go, or oh, they might give a team a problem in the finals. Pong on one, Hoy six, Pier seven. Yep. I could see this working. Yeah, I can too. Um... I'm I'm selling the Knights. So I've been on them all year that they could cause problems. You know why? Because I look at the team sheet and they should be able to cause problems. This is what they're doing wrong, Dan. Um, Adam O'Brien, he came under the Bellamy regime. Mm-hmm. When Bellamy was playing high percentage, get your kicks, uh, wear teams down, put a stake in the ground, repeat sets, and just sort of play high percentage play. Then he went to Trent Robinson, who was doing the same. So, so that's how he's been educated, and that's what they're doing at the Knights. It's 
very, very boring game plan. Yes, it is. It's a very, very boring game plan. And look, Penrith get away with it because they got strike. They they play the same game plan, high percentage play. But the problem is they can only be uh, inferior to what Penrith are doing. So, so therefore, if you keep doing what you're doing, you can't win the comp. Since then. Go and watch the Roosters' tries. They are. Flick it out the back. Try and score at all costs. Razzle, dazzle, play, play, play. Their highlights reel is just, you know, kicks through. Uh, flick passes out the back. Halfway through the year, the Melbourne Storm started to do the same thing. So they've moved on, those two teams. But Adam O'Brien is still playing the, the old way that the Storm would play and the old way that the Roosters play. Mm. Unless you change it up, boys, you can't do anything. Hopefully Tex Hoy can That's do that. That's why I think Tex Hoy might actually add something because he's a flair player. He's a... He's, he's uh, he, eyes up for, God, I hate that yeah. term, but he is that sort of player. Yeah. The player's what he sees. That's right. And, and you know what? Another candidate for just have a halfback and seven forwards. Their strength is the forwards, Dragons. Don't have Clune and Norman in the halves, please, but they're going to. Um, Newcastle. Okay. All right. So Newcastle for Joel. What about Sean Ormerod? Yeah, Newcastle for me. Okay. All right. Very good. You know what, too, Sean? He once upon a time, 16 and a half was a was a big line, wasn't it? And now it's just decorated yeah. this round. I, I went through with the multi-builder with Sportsbet, threw all the favourites in there, $3.60 yeah. $3. for all eight to win. <laughs> That'd be about as short as you get, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's it's getting there. Yeah, it, it's a funny old funny old week. Only, only the two games that are that single figure um, handicap, which you don't see uh, often at all. All right, all right. So the value might be in the lines. What are, what are our best bets? Let's do that. Okay, I intimated mine. I think the two absolute gifts, and I've multed them up, Parramatta minus 18 into Melbourne minus 15 and a half. I'm very comfortable having Melbourne anchor my uh, multi in any form. A nice little $3.61 payoff there. Okay, here's mine, Dan. I've gone in a multi sort of type fashion as well. So I've picked four teams at the line. Rabbitohs minus 16.5, Storm minus 15.5, Cowboys at the plus, Raiders at the minus. Now, you see here I've got any three to win. So what I would do is put all four in the bet slip. Yeah. If you get any of the three up, you get seven bucks. However, if we nail the four, it absolutely rains dosh. So it yes. uh, gives you a bit of wiggle room. Shawnee, how are you playing it? Yeah, I like the. I'm steering away from the from the head to heads or, or lines in this one. The the I can't trust the underdogs, which I which I usually love. Um, but the lines are too big to, to step into as well. And I've found. Oh yes. Uh, Jesse Bromwich, we saw in this in the, the storm this year. I think they've scored the most points um, out of anyone straight up the straight up the middle. Thirty eight tries through that middle. Yeah. Um, corridor last week, Cameron Smith just laying it on for for Tino and um, Nelson and, and Nass. Bromwich, he plays. He plays big minutes. They look. They're a real short price. They're in for plenty of plenty of tries. So he looks a he looks a decent bet. Yeah, good eight bet. Bucks. I like that. I like that. That that very good. Just a couple of other things. This was almost going to be my best bet. Penrith versus uh, uh, Cowboys. Cowboys worst left side defense in the comp. Yeah. Penrith right side. Who who, who are their right side uh, three quarters? Uh, Toto. Toto. Naden. Uh, Naden. $3.75 anytime try scorer for both of them. And similar theory, Newcastle's Dragons. I saw the Dragons' right side defence in in person. It's abysmal. Brenko Lee, Kalen Pong are $3.75 anytime try uh, Ed, scorers. Eddie Lee. Hey? Eddie. Eddie Lee. Are we calling him Eddie now? Well, you're calling him Brenko. That's better than... Oh, okay. Brinko, I'm sorry. It? Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, geez, you're quick onto that. Okay, three dollars seventy-five. And and U.S. Open. I know everyone is is waiting waiting for my tip. Yeah. Uh, I hate betting favourites in golf, but no one gets near Dustin Johnson wow. if he doesn't play like a cat. Wow. If he actually has some mental fortitude, he wins by so he's playing so far better than the rest. And Webb Simpson and John Rahm are the others I like as well. But Dustin Johnson is. And he played in a, on a similar course two weeks ago, mm. Olympia Fields, and had no problems. So there you I've go. Tipped Webb before in a, in a major this Yeah, yeah, he let me down. He's a gun. He's, he's gun barrel straight, which is good for wing foot. And he's a former U.S. Open winner, and he's had a good year. So he's twenty-five dollars. I think there's value there. I like him in dual forecasts. Mm-hmm. There we go. I'll tell you what. I was lucky this week, boys. Uh, I'm the king of wasting money on Melbourne Cup futures bets. Right, I do it every year. I get about six. <laughs> know, you even got me into yeah. do it. How's so, Al Mandy looking like? Yeah, is that yeah, even no, get... yeah, that's coming. And oh, you know, okay. but this is the big one. Buckhurst. So yeah, that's for the Caulfield Cup. I was tipping people uh, Anthony Van Dyke, right. 61 bucks, right? So a heap of people are on at 61 bucks. It comes out and wins against Stradivarius, one of the best stayers in the world, right? So all of a sudden, he goes from 61 to 81. So I didn't understand that because they said he went too good and he was going to the arc. Oh, so no. guess what? He's in quarantine. He's coming. Yes. He's coming and he's into about 15 bucks now. Wow. Yeah. Hang on. So, but I don't think we didn't we, we don't want them going to the arc. No, that, that's well. He's not going to the arc. That's why he went to 81 bucks because they thought he went so good. He oh, would. he's going to the arc. But okay. Aidan O'Brien, who's never won the Melbourne Cup, is okay. going, nah, he's heading south. Has the e-ball been run yet? Have yes. we had that one? Yes. Uh, isn't has. that the one now where every form analyst looks back, you know, the night before the Melbourne Cup, yeah. we have to watch that friggin' e-ball about <laughs> 16 different times? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's it. Any final thoughts, Sean? No, nah, none from me. Thanking you this week, Dan. All right. And... Uh, uh, Beard so, looks good too, nice and dark. No flex well, great. Can you hurry up? Okay, we, I mean, we understand you had to be there and, and we wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But take, come, it up, no, take it up with your clothes. As soon as she gives Come on, mate. We can stay in my spare bedroom. You can stay in my spare bedroom for two weeks if you need. He'll be back lying down in about 10 minutes to that bed. He's but, got ready to get Well, why would you make it if you're going to go back in there? Anyway, that's it. We're done. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Joel. Have a great week, folks. Gamble responsibly. See you, boys.